Mom's Unpacking Autism. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Mom's Unpacking Autism. I'm Ann Clay, and I am here with my co-host. I'm Stacy Hogsett. Tired, but Stacy Hogsett. <laughs> Today, we're coming back to you to kind of just, what are we going to talk about, Stacy? I think there's a whole lot. Well, you know, sometimes I call my experience autism world, okay. meaning there are things that kind of go on in the, um, in, in my life and my son's life and all the people that satellite around us, uh, that are difficult to explain. And so my shorthand for that is autism world. Mm. And it doesn't have, um, it, it doesn't have any connotation. It's not, it's just kind of what we live in. So <laughs> Got it. So we've been getting um, ready to go to uh, to transfer to uh, UC Davis in the fall, mm -hmm. and and by we I mean he has, but I have a lot to do with it, and uh, it's it's bringing up a lot of um, you know like I think sometimes what happens in autism world in my world is I feel like I'm supposed to be super excited about things mm -hmm. that weren't expected to happen. And one of the things I feel like I'm supposed to be super excited about is that we're, we're going to try living um, in, in the, um, <laughs> I'll spell it D-O-R-M. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. And, oh, we did and, that. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Didn't go well. Yes. Yeah, it didn't go well for you, did it? No, it went very poorly, actually. Really poorly. We, we yeah. ended up changing roommates twice in the first semester, thinking we were going from better to better, but we went from better to worse to the uh -huh. point that we were with a roommate that um, got her fish, killed them, and then stored the skeletons in a refrigerator. <laughs> what? For real? Yeah, for real. For real. I think they can't be in to sleep with one eye open at night. I don't know. Oh, it was just God. creepy. <laughs> um, yeah. So my life is filled with stories like this. Okay. Uh, right now, um, I don't have any um, knowledge. Well, okay, wait, let's back up. I've heard of these fantasy people like Temple Grandin. Yes. Right? And Temple somehow got a PhD. Mm -hmm. Many people have PhDs, supposedly, mm -hmm. that um, would identify as having autism. Yes. How did they find the cafeteria? Like, no, no, I'm not throwing shade here. Mm -hmm. I'm saying we struggle. I guess everyone struggles of their own, but like, I don't know how much to go like prep, mm -hmm. like go before and, and visit and, and stuff you know, to like kind of scope things out. Yeah, see, we went to a special college that did that prep really well. So mm -hmm. um, that wasn't our real issue. I think if you're going to a basic regular college, that could be a huge issue. And I think you need some good prep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay, so I, okay, so Autism World mm -hmm. in the last few weeks has included but is not limited to a new diet of ice cream cake and waffles. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, that could, that could be other autism, non-autism worlds too. <laughs> I 
ice cream is, <laughs> tends to be the 100 degree, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> preference yeah. of food. Yeah, we, um, we've been, I've been trying to figure out how to back off on the food thing mm -hmm. and, and figure out that, that people kind of uh, make their own way. Mm -hmm. And, and so I've let go. I've just entirely let it go. And I don't, I try not to have an opinion about it. And, and, um, and it came out of the fact that I was having a conversation with um, a woman who is the guardian for uh, a woman I know with schizophrenia. Okay. And her family thinks that she's just possessed by demons um, and that like medication and, and things like that won't help. And, um, and so there's, they, and they're also super big into diet. So one of the things they do is um, they only bring her the food that they think she should have. Mm -hmm. But what calms her is peanut butter and white bread and whole milk. Hmm. And so the guardian sneaks over, you know, the, the food that she likes. And, and in the last couple of weeks, this has really sat with me in a major way because because I think like one of the things we've all been like working for is this idea that um, your disability shouldn't limit your adult choices. Right. Whatever possible, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I have the freedom to make incredibly bad food choices. Mm -hmm. Like True. I didn't get mega chunky because I'm like a health goddess with food. Well, you know, in all, in all fairness to our age, we could get make, mega chunky even being health goddesses. <laughs> it's true. Yes. Let's <laughs> be well, real about it. That is true. And, yeah. and actually, it, it has changed for me like so much. Like really, truly in college, I lived on beer. And um, well, grad school, I lived on beer. In college, I lived on vodka and orange juice. But, you know, both have similar... Um, um, <laughs> nutritional properties <laughs> one has the nutritious yeast the other has the, the vitamin c both are health food <laughs> well they're good for your liver <clears throat> oh yeah yes so, um and quesadillas make a lot of quesadillas mm -hmm. so um nobody was judging me about my food mm -hmm. because i was accomplishing the things that were expected of my age and you know, cast in society. Right. So one of the things that I've just been kind of meandering in my head over the last couple of weeks is why then uh, am I yeah. judging about this? That's true. I mean, if, if um, ice cream, cake, and waffles are what are going to get him through the next phase of life, then so be it. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and there's a reason ice cream cake um, disappears quickly in our house. And it isn't because one person. <laughs> <laughs> He's not the only one. <laughs> no. Then, okay. Then I realized, um, okay, so, so uh, you know, but I'll share with our listeners, you know, that I, I lost my phone five days ago. <laughs> and it has turned me into an insane person. And um, I mean, I was already insane. It's just sort of, I'm recording my podcast. So yes, Sorry. thank you. That's all right. So, um, so okay, so insanity. Um, I think sometimes these sort of moments bring out your mental health 
uh, abilities and I get a little judgy about it. So mm-hmm. I decide things like oh, I'm acting insane. Therefore I am insane. Mm-hmm. And I use the word insane. Like that's a useful, helpful <laughs> <laughs> terminology. Oh, I'm insane. But then, um, uh, you know, I'm working on this, uh, memoir book. And, uh, so I was doing research about, uh, the asylum for the insane in South Dakota to figure out like where my, um, dad had spent his time and so I've been spending a lot of time thinking about what does it mean to be insane okay <laughs> so balance this is that. dark this is oh, dark. Dark. <laughs> oh my god it's dark like it's it's uh, deep in the well dark so okay so I've I lose my phone I've decided you know I'm now ready for the um the ministry of the criminally insane right <laughs> Merely because I organized my spices, and um, and also because I, you know, I've, I've taken some time to turn over pieces of furniture, mm-hmm. um, because the stupid iPhone pingy thing says I'm within 25 feet of of this phone. So what I decided is like the best way to drive somebody crazy would be to do this to them. You're 25 feet away from the thing you want. So your phone is in your house. It is. In- or your car. Or it could car. be in your car. Cars, I have torn the cars apart. I discovered, no lie, that our RAV from 17 years ago that we have in our driveway has a secret compartment in it. I could have been storing things. <laughs> <laughs> it's legitimately under the, <laughs> in the trunk if you fold back two layers of carpet. There's a little cash thing in there. Then my husband, who's clearly never used this, never seen it. It's 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 so clean. It looks like it's just out of the dealership. Says, oh yeah, yeah, that comes in handy sometimes. <laughs> so um, so how this? <laughs> so I started in on cleaning my husband's study. Uh-huh. Perhaps um, it was in there. And how this relates to autism world is. I sometimes think that part of the diagnosis is this um, unwillingness to move physical objects around. Mm. So, so I, I noticed this in my daughter. So like when she was little, she would set a plate. If you set a plate down in front of her to eat and it was a little too far away, she will not move the plate. Okay. You know, she'll just kind of take food and move it over to her across right? If, um, if her jacket was on weird, then it just stayed on weird. It was like a very little idea of adjustment. Right. Okay. And, and I think, um, I think it's one of the, the, the sensory things we, we deal with. I'm sure it has some fancy name, but uh, in any case, um, it's kind of really a major part of how objects are in, in my house. So I go downstairs to look for the phone in this study. And I realize that I am married to somebody who does this. There are um, piles in there that literally make no sense in the idea of this. Like, okay, so there's a pile and it's all the important things that were going to go in the Christmas letter in 2011. Hmm. The pile's in the middle of the floor. You have mm-hmm. to step over it to get to the printer every time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so I sometimes um, 
some of what I've been struggling with is a little bit is how much of what we did is just um uh is just like how we parented or who we were like you know um uh again and uh and my son just uh, gave me a note that said th th the same was true for him about item placement so if it, it and it really is true so mm -hmm. so you can um people joke they do that thing where they're like oh well people will step over that plate for you know three weeks and nobody will pick it up but i think the difference is in my world that i've been navigating recently is i don't think they see the plate hmm in in the same way do you have that do you have do you have like things that don't get moved around at all well we we yes um actually i i just keep thinking about the dishes that don't ever get done and how um something some dirty plate can be left somewhere that just tends to just be overlooked in the scheme of life like no one will just pick it up and put it away mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now we do have that. We have a, well, we have a, a big hamster cage that has been sitting in the middle of the floor for about a month now that mm -hmm. just seems to decide it's, it's home is there. And yeah. And I don't think it's about being messy. No. I, don't, I, I don't get the sense that it's like, um, oh, I really am not ever disturbed by clutter and I'm so enjoying my living space. Right. I think, I think there's a, there's something that misses there. Yeah. About what provides happiness yeah no i think that's very possible and i'm usually the one to bang myself on it or trip over it or mm -hmm. scream about it you know mm -hmm. and sometimes it works but usually it doesn't yeah mm -hmm. it just stays mm -hmm. yeah i i uh so i so i think that like um clutter also leads to you know kind of adds to my sort of depression and feeling of insanity so, yeah so like when you have um cleanliness or or you have order or like in your decorating world mm -hmm. you know, when there's um there's something about like a bedroom with clean sheets and a pulled up comforter that's just right and no clutter that's actually very um I think calming for everybody. I don't, yes, I don't think yes. that escapes anybody. Uh, no, um, what I'm finding is that, uh, well, okay, the honest reason that we haven't been able to get together for all these weeks is because I've been overwhelmed by clutter. <laughs> and, it, and it was just impossible for me to get out from under it, like impossible. Yeah, so, so um, I think that like uh, uh, one thing that's kind of interesting to me is is that relationship with cleanliness mm -hmm. and 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 the value because um because they there is a relationship between cleanliness and stability in a home life right it's one of the ways we judge whether or not somebody can keep their kid um, if they're functioning as a family right right <laughs> there is some of that there and so there's also fear in clutter. For us as, as we've talked about but also don't you think that there's just um well what you've noticed in me is sort of a permanent sense of being overwhelmed mm -hmm. and so once something's overwhelming then every task task becomes monumental yes yes you know? yeah 
Yeah. I mean, I had, I had a lot converging in my little life all at mm -hmm. one time. And I think it was partly because the restrictions for COVID let up and suddenly oh, the world yes. wanted to come back into view. Right. Yes. So, you know, all of a sudden my cousin was going to Hawaii and needed me to watch her puppy for three weeks. At that same time, my brother could finally come from California to visit my mother and us for 10 days. All that's happening at the same time. At the same time, a group of women said, let's have a retreat at your house. Well, can you imagine what that looked like? You know, <laughs> and at the same time, the electrician was coming in who needed everything pushed away from the walls to get to the walls. And my daughter's bedroom was there was no pushing away from the walls because you, you, you were climbing mountains to get there. Right. So, you know, all of that and more all happened at one time and converged, you know, a trip to New Jersey to visit family, you know, like it's all this stuff. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's I've been feeling a ton of sympathy for people who get released from prison. Hmm. I think it has to be very similar. Like, oh. like, you know, you go from all these restrictions. Okay. So it's different if you can't actually leave. Like if it, you really decide you were going to flee in COVID, you could just do it. Right, right. But that sense of restriction, then all of a sudden an overwhelming number of people or whatever, it yeah. really has raised a lot of empathy for me about this because it's, it's um, and it's not always acknowledged. Right. So, you know, I, I work with people who are like, oh, it's just so nice to be back together. And yet I can see that they're not functioning on yes. all um cylinders um i hosted a family movie night for the first time indoors and i had adjusted to running a drive-in and so i deliver food one car at a time at my pace nobody knows if things are going badly in the kitchen right right <laughs> okay. now everybody's back in person and they're all looking at me oh and it was exhausting yeah yes overwhelming and like yes. trying to talk to people was yes. a nightmare and so I think that's also part of the reason it's hard to do a podcast when you're overwhelmed I think so because actually what we did find my mom has found this my daughter when we can't visit as long as we used to like we used to be able to just sit all day and visit but since COVID and we're so used to being alone mm -hmm. after five hours everyone's like okay time to go home because everybody just wants to go back to their solitude because we're not right. accustomed to, to visiting as, as long yeah right right well I, I binge watched um this ep uh this season of alone um survival show you go out and you live alone in some oh, wow. godforsaken part it's usually someplace in canada okay. um, and um and people learn really interesting things about yeah. themselves because they're, yeah. they're all trained it's not some sort of it's not like survivor like these people have never been you know okay. alone or whatever right. but um and they make their own homesteads and they and they have all this clarity yeah where they realize that like their families really were important or um, the sound of like the baby breathing mattered to them, right? Wow. But you don't hear them say things like, I really miss driving to and from <laughs> wherever. Mm -hmm. What they're missing are those essential human connections, but in a, in a very manageable way. Yes. And I think that's what's happening to me. Yes. 
you know? Yeah. Oh, that, 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 that reminds me, this was the same time that my husband started having to commute one hour each way to work. Oh, that's a killer. That's a killer. So you add that to everything else, you know, because I'm used to having him work from home. Honey, can you move this washer and dryer a second for me? No, now it's me. You know, um, honey, can you put this, this stud in this wall? No, now it's me. Everything is me. Right. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and also like, um, uh, in my world, I'm, I'm supposed to be a cheerleader. So I'm supposed to raise enthusiasm for getting together. So it's not like I can just like go to church. Uh I have to make people excited about going. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, um, I was reminded too of the idea that it does take a while for habits to reform. I think so. Yes. And so, you know, some patience is probably, um, required you know I was wondering if you and I have a totally different different approach um about something so okay so when I'm really overwhelmed as I am now I'm mm-hmm. looking at all the family photos on my uh, mantle uh-huh. they're all in crappy frames that I've gotten at various times from TJ Maxx uh-huh. um that don't go with anything and they're all only chosen because they were the ones that were printed that were big enough to go in the frames <laughs> so, oh boy okay so there's, there's no aesthetic beauty to them. Right. Right. So what I want to do is throw them all away. Uh-huh. But I feel like somebody like you knows that you, that the interior of your life would benefit from curating that or for thinking about how you want those items in your life. I would think how, so. How do you balance clutter and the accumulation of things as being really a part of your job and your in your livelihood Mm -hmm. with being overwhelmed by things okay well first of all when I'm overwhelmed I shut down and then I purge purging is like of the ultimate importance now when I look at if I would say your family photos if I was in a state of overwhelm Mm -hmm. and I was bothered by the frames and the this and the that they would all come off the wall and go in a closet or a box and sit there until I had the strength to decide what I was going to do with them so you're a clearer router too yes yes I, I I absolutely am I literally in the last month have gotten rid of it all started with my daughter's room because it overwhelms me and her stuff overwhelms me. Um, the pantry, we decided to turn into an upstairs washer and dryer area. Oh, nice. So yeah, so we had to clear out the pantry. I found out that I had only purchased maybe 10 things in that pantry. The rest all came home with my daughter who works retail and thought this would be a good idea. Or if I buy 10 of these, I get a card, you know, with the same money that I spent for the 10. So it's free. So, but none of us wants to eat it. So it took over It it had to get all moved to the kitchen. It, um, one of the cans fell on two of my toes and broke them during this and literally broke them, like shatteredly broke them. And I'm limping around now for a month. And, um, and I got so overwhelmed that I literally went to the Salvation Army with three truckloads. Um, I sold a whole bunch in Facebook marketplace. I went and, and got rid of a ton of stuff at a garage sale. And then when I had a women's retreat, I took five oversized bags and a bunch of frames, threw them on the floor and said, take what you want, girls, and let them clear it out. 
this is how I deal with overwhelm is I purge everything. And there are a few things that I've been like, oh shoot, I shouldn't have gotten rid of that one shirt. I wear that all the time. I don't know why I got rid of that. You know, I threw, oh, and a dumpster, a whole dumpster we filled. And we were throwing things left. I am serious. That is what is left this house in a month. What? No wonder you haven't had time to record. Oh my gosh, yeah. You're well, and filming your own interior um, episode of Hoarders. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, my YouTube channel stopped too. I was just like, I'm done. I can't do a thing. I have nothing in my brain that would contribute to any kind of discussion, any kind of creativity, any kind of ability to even, well, I didn't even sit down. I'm going to be honest. I did not sit down for six weeks. You know, I ran and pushed and shoved and moved and carried and pulled and 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 I didn't lose weight, which really bothers me because you know when you watch The Biggest Loser and they're pushing all that stuff across the floor, you know, oh, hours yeah, a day. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I I you know I'm still as chunky as I was before that, but I you know it was right after my heart heart test, so they said I was okay. So thank goodness because I really challenged that heart. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's what that's what I've been doing. Um. And and in the meantime, I had experiences like yeah, breaking the toes. I had, um, oh, my daughter had to get rid of her guinea pigs because I'm deathly allergic to them. So we had to drive them two and a half hours away on a hundred degree day that split the windshield on my brand new car. Yeah. Also, I, <laughs> this is even worse. I mean, <laughs> oh, you disappeared. This is even worse. <laughs> so, so when my brother was here and I had that puppy and I was all so overwhelmed, um, I stayed at my mom's house one night. The next day we took a one day trip to New Jersey. So four hours in the car, visit our friends, four hours in the car, come home. By the time I came home, it was 10 o'clock at night. I was exhausted. I said, I'm spending another night on your couch. So that's two nights without sleep on my mother's couch. I wake up the next day. I have to get up and start doing things. They have a spectrum man coming and the spectrum man is going to fix her inner so I get up, get my stuff together, get out of the house. I go get this nice, um, nutritious drink shake that I'm going to have for breakfast. I'm drinking it right by her house. And I think, oh crap, I left my phone at my mother's house. So I drive back to my mother's house because I realize I left my phone there. I see the spectrum man sitting there nicely in his truck, waiting for his time to go in for an appointment. I bring my brand new car that I haven't even filled with gas yet. I park it up behind my mom's garage. It's got one of those buttons. I push on the break. I push the button. I grab the keys and I run to my mother's house. I pick up my phone. We make a few conversations about, you know, silly me. I'm so tired. I forgot my phone. Yeah. I come back out and my car is no longer where I parked it. Yeah. Like, watch your step, Tom. I had a big accident in the kitchen. The, 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 the refrigerator. Yeah. Put the shoes on. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> So, so I come out and I'm like, where the heck is my car? My car is not where it was. And then I see a car that looks exactly like mine, parallel parked within two inches from the spectrum man. And I'm looking and I'm like, who stole my car? Kidding me? I am not kidding you. I'm like, someone took my car and now they're parked by the spectrum man really close. And, and I look and there's nobody in the driver's seat. And no. I come out and the guy is pinned in his vehicle. And I he has this, he rolls down his window and I says, Is that my car? And he says yes. And I'm like, did I hit you? And he said, No. And I said, 
good. And I go over to get in the car and I can't, of course, because the driver's side is smack dab two inches away from his driver's side door because they're totally parallel parked. There's not a scratch on my freaking car. I have to climb in the passenger seat. I'm stepping over my bucket seats, over that big drink that I got that's chocolate. I'm thinking I'm going to spill that on my brand new interior. I'm stepping over just then the phone rings. That stupid phone that I just went and grabbed. And it's the delivery people for my washer and dryer that day. So I have to get it. So I've got one foot on one seat, one foot on the other, straddling this huge drink. And I'm talking on the phone and I just answer, hello. And, and they're like, hi, this is so and so. We're going to deliver. And I'm like, that sounds good. Thank you very much. And I hang up and the guy was probably watching me like, I can't believe this dizzy blonde. And, and I pull my other foot over and I'm like, I prayed my way away from his car because I thought there was, there was literally two inches away. I have no idea how my car did not hit his. Apparently I didn't put my car in park. I was going to say, so at first I thought it was like one of these like cars that knows how to parallel park itself. It doesn't no, seem to. This is <laughs> <operator> error. <laughs> so you're telling me this guy, oh, by the way, how funny do I find it that it's Spectrum? I'll just leave that there. Um, <laughs> how is that? You're right. My, my life is parallel to Spectrum. It's a big accident waiting to happen. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, that's funny. Um, <laughs> and, and then what happened was your car, he was sat in his car truck thing. Yes. And watched your car. <laughs> yes. What on earth do you think he was texting to his like girlfriend or wife? Like, dude, oh my gosh, he was like, there's a car coming at my truck. And I hope they, you know, stop. And then he looks in and he's like, what the heck? There's no driver in the car. That is so, <laughs> you know, that's like, that's like Gilligan's Island level. And then he, of course, he has to go into, I call my mother and then he goes into my mother's house as soon as I get out of there. And she's like, that was my daughter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I make it through the day. I have a driver's license. <laughs> Oh, I'm never going to that funny, but I do have a, I do have a, a, a thing to tell you. So oh, I, I'm um, tutoring this um, young woman and I think she has some learning um, issues that are undiagnosed and I want, um, I want her diagnosed with whatever might be helpful. Right. So I mentioned to the other tutor that's working with her that I've just met, he, he's a math guy. Um, and I say, you know, she really has a problem when there's like fans or noises around her when she's trying to concentrate. <laughs> he turns to me, he goes, do you think she has the spectrum? <laughs> the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I think she's got the spectrum. <laughs> she has the spectrum. <laughs> so so my daughter and I were laughing about this because, well, first of all, we all have the spectrum. It's a right. spectrum. <laughs> right, right. The spectrum. <laughs> but, but yeah, now, now my fallback, I would just have to say to you, like, are you sure you don't has the spectrum? <laughs> <laughs> I has the ADD. I has the overwhelmed fatigue. <laughs> my ADD is real and nobody like, 
they're always like oh it's so cute and charming and funny the way she leaves things places or whatever but it's not always entertaining as seen by your phone that's only 25 feet away from you and unfound oh gosh i suppose i should go to work (sighs) they still want me to like put in hours in order to receive pay (laughs) (laughs) imagine that (laughs) i talked to them about this that I think about work I say <laughs> so guys this is why we haven't been doing a podcast lately yeah. it's been insane. and you know what I'm, I'm kind of encouraged talking to you I feel so much better because I sort of feel like maybe everybody's going through this yeah maybe yeah I think yeah. are are collectively weird Yes. Well, there has to be a certain state of overwhelm that, that, you know, comes with the re-entering of society. There has to be, you know, and then, and, and we've tried to keep a semblance of life going the whole way through the pandemic, but, but we juggled what we could. And now there's just so much more. I mean, there's more parties and invitations and, you know, there's just a lot more going on. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, don't tell me it's time for more personal grace and take some moments to breathe. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, probably. oh, my Fitbit was mad at me. Your I tried favorite. to relax in the middle of, um, <laughs> I have to tell you this too far ago. <laughs> so, you know, Fitbits have a thing on them where you can press relax and it has this circle that gets bigger. You breathe out and Ooh. then you breathe in. And if you do it well, because of course there needs to be judgment with a Fitbit, sure. it, it says it sparkles. Oh, when you're doing okay. a good job or yeah. whatever. Yeah. No sparkles. For sure. No sparkles. But then I've never seen this message before. It showed that my heart rate actually went up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, that would happen to me, so I couldn't even do that. Arrow. Yeah. It's just yeah. an arrow pointing me from one bad number to another. Yeah, like, no, no. Well, okay, judgy Fitbit, off you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is why I don't have one. People say, we'll get a Fitbit. I'm like, no. So I can raise my heart rate because I'm worried about it? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I, I really used to like them when I walked a lot. Um, but now that I'm just... Um... A lump? <laughs> yes. On the shape of my couch, it seems less necessary. <laughs> Did she lean to the left? Oh. <laughs> anyway, um, well, okay. Do we have any way to sum this up for our our, our listeners? Because you know we've just given them a pile of. Mm, mm. Um, I'm going to say uh, that um, I think the desire to to purge. Uh, is a signal and either you need to listen to the signal that it is time to purge Uh and purge comes from the comfort of being able to let go of some stuff which as i'm talking to makes total sense yeah because in a pandemic i'm going to hold on to stuff right 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 um i didn't go through that thing where i was like oh no i'm going to get rid of every item i own it was more (laughs) like oh apocalypse is coming better keep the tinfoil right right Um, which of course i still call tinfoil that tells you something uh, but, um, but so I, I, I think the purge impulse is probably something we need to pay attention to about whether or not it's control or whether or not it's actually going to give, uh, us, um, a sense of peace. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. You make me laugh like no one else. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's so sweet. You made me laugh like I haven't laughed in weeks. So <laughs> I think there's probably people in the neighborhood that are like, oh, someone's new has moved in there's laughter 
I just stare off into the distance and try to look sort of renaissance, you know. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Well, people, if you made it this far. God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.